if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello, everybody. Kenneth Travis here with Next Level Loan Officers with my main man, Sean Zamanoff. Today, guys, we have a special guest who I'm excited for you guys to hear from today and speak on. His name is David Greenspan with Mindshare 101. What up, David? What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me on. So, uh, so listen up. Before, uh, before we get started, guys, like if you haven't, if you have not made time to give us a review, now's the time. All right. So I want you to give us a five star review. Many of you guys have been uh, listening to our podcast for, for many, many months and given us a lot of feedback. But, uh, you know, we want to help more loan officers in the marketplace. We want to help them see their blind spots. We want to help them push the business forward powerfully. And we do that by getting the word out there and spreading it. And the best way we do that is with five star reviews. So if you don't mind, definitely give us a five star review. We'll be reading some of those. We've already got some in already. We'll be reading those over. Uh, some future podcasts, and uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. Sean Z, what's up, my man? Man, uh, just if you guys are looking to, to connect with us as well, too, we, uh, we have quite a few events already planned for the year. Definitely go and check out loanofficerevents.com, and uh, don't wait for us to come to your neck of the woods. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be a common theme. Isn't it? People always ask us when we're going, man. Don't don't put yourself in a position of waiting three months and sacrificing the returns that you're going to get in your business. Jump on that plane and come see us. But man, Kenneth, I am doing fantastic today, yeah. and I'm really excited to uh, to have this conversation with David. So, so we have a 15 year industry veteran, licensed in both the mortgage and real estate world, who has only represented himself on real estate transaction, hasn't closed a mortgage, uh, but grew up in the business. His dad was a broker owner of a real estate company for 20 plus years. And David has been involved in the marketing world for loan officers and realtors uh, for the last 15 years and has several really cool businesses. David, why don't you tell us just a little bit about who you are, what brought you into this and how you got to be plugged in with us today? Yeah, uh, and thank you guys. I just, uh, again, thank you very much for uh, for having me on the show today. Um, yeah, just pretty much to what you just said. Uh, grew up in a real estate office for the first twenty years of my life. Uh, very familiar with the black widow MLS tear sheets, the typewriters in the offices. You know, again, people walking around with pagers and quarters in their pockets rather than cell phones, um, and and watched what it took for those what we'd call the old schoolers now. You know what it took for them to really build a business, and and who the successful ones, or where that hustle came from, and the things that certain people did to really differentiate themselves. And again, keeping in mind all of this well before any of this technology that we had to connect each other. Um, you fast forward on that, and about fifteen years ago, we started coming to call Kits Keep in Touch Systems, which is uh, focused on helping mortgage brokers, loan officers, real estate agents just stay in touch with their database on a regular basis, um, and really build what I call Mindshare. 
And so it's top of mind. It's working the proper group of people that deliver 70 to 90% of your business. In that time of doing kits, it started to morph into doing a lot of speaking, um, delivering a lot of value, educating a lot of people, and then being asked to come out and do more presentations and potentially not even sell anything, just come out and really motivate people. And you know, when you have tens of thousands of conversations with folks in this industry, you start to really get a knack for, just like you guys, you get a knack for, you know, where are those challenges? Where are the wins? Where are the struggles? What's working? What's not working? Uh, what kind of tools work? You know, what are people doing? And as you have more of these and more of these and more of these, you start to see what those underlying, you know, sort of terms are, those things that people are doing that are working. And so now you start to, you know, take that and spit that back to the industry and go, look, this is not something you haven't heard before, but here's what people are saying. And now what you're doing is taking the subconscious and making it conscious for people and allowing people to recognize that when they look themselves in the mirror and they ask themselves why it's working or why it's not working, that that thought that they're having, they're not the only person having that thought. They're not the only one that's struggling with whatever it is that they're struggling with. And so now when you can bring that to light and really reassure people, look, it's not just you or, or reassure people they're doing a great job or help them correct whatever it was or help them think through, they were about to go spend a ton of money on whatever and they were going to do it because they don't even know everybody else was doing it. Well, when you can help them reason through why maybe it's not the best idea or why they should do it and maybe how to support it, now they're going to win more. And so they come back to you and go, hey, wait a second, that was real helpful. So as that started to happen, and there's not a lot of sales happening anymore, I mean, sales are still happening. We've, we've got a wonderful business with kits on that side of the world, but you know, it starts to become a thing where you're just getting asked to come out and really educate and motivate and, and, and do that type of stuff. Um, I started building a brand around it and then started recording videos and they were just off the cuff videos, 60, 120 seconds, putting out value to the industry. And that started getting eaten up real well. And people started to really start following this thing around, you know, my term called build mindshare. And so we started turning it into a brand and, and you know, coined the brand Mindshare 101. Um, and we sit here today and I mean, Mindshare 101 is a voice for the industry. Uh, it's a lot of logic. It's a lot of blunt in your face. Let's break this down. Let's not, you know, follow the bright, shiny objects. Um, this is about busting the, the mentality around sheeple. You know, people being sheep and just following for no reason, not knowing why they're doing it. Um, again, just trying to reassure people. And so, you know, there's the videos that are now 191 videos deep. They get re released every Monday, one video a week. Um, there's the podcast that gets released every, uh, well, it goes live every Wednesday. So we were just recording a live episode of that prior to jumping on here with you boys today. Uh, it gets syndicated on Friday. So that happens every single week. And again, there's a lot of the keynote speaking. There's the, uh, the MyChare Challenge training program that I offer, which is a full eight-week program. Uh, and then there's one-to-one -one coaching that we do as well. And so there's you know, a real mix to there. And, and so MyShare became its own entity uh, of really being a voice of value that's going to help people or even a voice of reason that's just going to help people figure it all out. You know, and we're just having a lot of fun with it. I mean, like anything else, guys, it, 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 it evolves every day. Yeah. So do you help, uh, So how do you help loan officers and do you help them help their realtors? Yeah, I mean, I think that the first part here is, and, and sure, absolutely, if, if anybody in sales, if they can recognize that this business is about helping other people, uh, that is the forefront, right? So, you know, we can start to get real deep around, you know, what do you ultimately want in life and what are your goals? And I'm going to be the first guy to say it. As I heard that over the years, I sat there going, yeah, I don't know, lots of money. I don't want to do anything for it, right? I just want to, you know, have an easy life and not have to stress about stuff. But it's like you start to grow up and learn that like life ain't just like that, right? Yeah. So it's this thing of going, 
you know, how do I actually determine what I want? How do I actually break that down? And then it's nice to say that I, you know, I mean, for me, one of my things, I want a pool in my backyard. I don't have a pool yet. I want a pool. Okay. You live so, in Canada, right? Yeah, man. We, we, we can do this, bro. Like when we could, listen, we can double that up and make it a skating rink if you do it right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> right. Uh, but here's the thing though. We want to put that in the backyard. So I've got that goal, but, and, and we're talking one tiny little micro thing. What do I have to do today to get that pool? And so as we can help people figure out what they ultimately want in life, we can actually ultimately help people figure out what they have to do when they wake up every day. And then when they go to bed, just before they go to bed at night, be able to look back on their day and go, wow, I accomplished everything I set out to do, or I accomplished 90% or 95% of what I set out to do. Now I'm going to plan for tomorrow. I'm going to go do it again. And then slowly but surely, day by day, week by week, month by month, they're starting to get better and closer to what they want. So that's, I mean, there's the, I don't know, macro or the micro around it, I guess, but there's kind of the more, the high level to it. So how are we helping? Now it's like, you know, um, people that struggle with, you know, social media, how do we get onto social? What do I do properly? It's not just about being there and stalking people, but it's about actually connecting with people and creating a relationship, but don't spam me on social. You know, I put a post out in a group yesterday, uh, around, uh, text messaging. Like I cannot stand getting spammed by text message. I hate it. Or DMs, like my WhatsApps, my messengers, my, my, my IGs, whatever, like stop, right? That type of channel is for the one-to-one connection with people. That's the thing you still got in your back pocket that differentiates you over the competition. Emails, emails out the door, we get blasted with that. Phones are out the door, we get blasted with, with, with cold calls, right? So how do you leverage? But again, that's one little piece of it of going, let's, let's focus in on this for a second and understand the best way to deliver our message. And so the idea around, let's say, mindshare and how do we help people build mindshare is understanding each channel they, they're going to use to get a message across and how to deliver the right message across that right channel to the right audience so that they're always building positive mindshare. Now, if you can put yourself in the right place at the right time, even though you don't know when that time is, you give yourself the fighting chance. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It's buying brain cells. It is. You have a, a quote on your website uh, when you're talking about mind shared. It, it talks about getting, someone, getting into someone's head. But what, what I like that it said afterwards, it's talked about finding that tiny space and staying there. Uh, here, and I'm going to try this with you guys. Um, when I say running shoes, what's the first company you think of? Nike. When I say fast food, what do you think of? McDonald's. When I say soda pop, what do you think of? Coke. Thank you. Those three, those three logos are in a slide set on a live stage when I do a keynote. It could be 100 people, 1,000 people or more. And in unison, I'll say 99% of the room will say those exact same three companies. Yeah. So those guys, well, okay. And some people yell out Pepsi and some people yell out like, you know, some other fat A&W, whatever. And like, and if the same in the crowd, there's going to be, he's going to be like, what's the difference? Well, there's always one in the room, right? And people do it even if they, if they're, they're going to mess with you because they go, I know he wants me to say Nike. (laughs) But I mean, the point is most people answer those three things and it's not magic. They have put their messages out there across proper channels. They've occupied that tiny little space in our mind for instant recollection. So now we circle back to a loan officer. What are you doing on a regular basis to build mindshare with people so that they think about you when they think about their house or thinking about needing a loan? So David, so, so you got loan officers and like, you know, and we talk about this all the time, you know, we're, we're, we're not Pepsi, we're not Coke, we're, we're never going to have the 
budget of what Toyota has out there. Right. The difference is, is for us, like anybody in real estate or mortgages, if you can add five loans a month, 60 loans, 60 closings a year, you will move the needle to change your lifestyle and or change future generations of, of your family if you desire to do that with the income that you produce. So how does a loan officer go and, you know, they're thinking, man, I'm never going to be Pepsi or Coke, and that's fine. We don't need you to be Pepsi or Coke. But how do I change that in 60 people a year to buy, own, and stay in that mind space of theirs so that I know that they're always going to be referring to, to me and to my team? Great question. Um, there's there's kind of, I guess, two things to that. One is, is identifying your contact list. Um, too many people in the industry go, well, I've got their email. <laughs> You're trying to loan them money, right? You want to know what that's for. Maybe you want to know what kind of uh, house they live in, the appraisals. You want to know, um, you know the background about them. How much money would they need? Are they going to be able to, to come through on this loan? Like, There's so many things we need to know. So it's your contact list starts to become more than just a first name and an email address, but it starts to become a first name, a last name, a mailing address, an email address, connecting with people on social media, having their phone number, knowing their birthday, knowing if they're football or hockey fans, whatever, what are they into? Now, the more we've got that, we've now got what we call a book of business. We've got an audience that represents the big chunk of our biz, which is 70 to 90% typically. Now, what we want to do is focus on those people and again, get out there across multiple channels. So the second part to that, outside of just having the contact list, well, how do you connect with them? What do you do? This is not just about social media, right? And, and I, I just use that because it's such a big thing these days, obviously. But this is about using seven different ways to communicate with people. And within those seven, we've got both active and passive touch points. So for example, you want to get up every single day and meet somebody new, right? And, and I mean, here, we talk about lead gen and everybody, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go pay for leads. Well, hold on a second. First of all, I'm not a lead. I'm a homeowner. I've got a family. I've got a wife and kids and that's my home, right? So when you're dealing with that, you've got to recognize this is not, you're not selling me a cup of coffee here, right? So understanding that, if you can go out and meet somebody new every single day, one person, that's 365 quality leads, new leads every single year. Well, if you've got a database between 200 and 700 people on your list, you're going to make money and you're going to keep moving that needle. Now, 365 new people a year, oh my God, you can blast through that 700. So now we talk about the seven ways and the active stuff. So every day you're going to meet somebody new, bang, in person. The second one is make your phone calls, right? So call five to 10, at least five to 10 people on your contact list. Everybody loves doing cold calls. Hey, focus on your contact list. Say what's up. Talk about the birds and the bees. I mean, you know, don't waste my time, but don't call me to sell me something. As long as I know where you are and who you are and I know you like you trust you, chances are I'm probably going to come to you, right? Text messaging, as I just sort of ranted about a little bit, right? Don't spam me with this stuff. Don't market to me on this. Use text message as your leg up over the competition. So there's your in-person phone call, text message. Those are your three active ways to communicate. And I believe everybody should be using all three of those every single day. Now you've got the passive stuff. The passive stuff includes uh, direct mail. And I know a lot of people go, oh, wow, did he just say direct mail? Is this guy from like 1950s or something? Yo, let's, let's be clear on something here. Again, you're dealing with somebody's house. The only form of your marketing that connects with that person's house is a piece of paper. It is physical. 
Okay. So it lands at my door or my mailbox. I have to walk to the mailbox, whatever, but I'm at my house. So when I see your name and I see my house, I start to occupy that tiny little space in your brain or you do it in my brain because somehow I start to make a connection around you and my house. Now, the information within that letter is talking about real estate, talking about mortgages, loans, whatever. It's talking about the industry. Now you're educating me. You're delivering extra value. You are delivering the business message this time, but you're not actually there, so I can't tell you to stop, right? So now direct mail is one passive way to communicate, and I suggest everybody's doing a form of that throughout the year consistently. Yeah. I can say, man, I'm a big fan of direct mail, bro. Like, I, I'm a, and I'm going to tell you something, man. I'll add to this. The two largest companies in the world, who are they? Amazon, Google, Facebook. That's it. Amazon and Google, right? They are. Those are the top two. Yeah. So I get direct mail pieces from them. But I'm telling you now, again, I'll tell you now. Facebook has a, Facebook has a printed magazine called Grow. Google sends out a postcard campaign to get me to go spend money on online with uh, Google ads. Amazon sends out a paper catalog so we go online to buy stuff, right? Uh, I mean, you guys know Ikea. Ikea spends over 70% of their marketing budget worldwide on that printed catalog when they could save a ton of money and just have everybody go online. So we, we've really got to understand the value of that. I mean, direct mail will take your message and create a 70% higher brand recall just because you put some physical something in my hands. Well, again, I come back to this. You're not selling coffee. You want to deal with my house. The only form of your marketing that's actually going to connect with my house is that piece of mail. Because when I see you, call you, text you, email, social, visit your site, I could be on this thing right here and I could be anywhere in the world. But when I get that piece of mail, nine times out of 10, I mean, unless you send it to my office, I'm actually at my house. Yeah. So the fourth way to communicate being a passive touch point, which can deliver the business message is mail. Well, much the same, let's use email. It's cheap and cheery. You can blast a lot of people at one time. You can deliver a business message. It can be different content than, an e uh, than a direct mail. You can piggyback the email with the direct mail. So that's your fifth way. Your sixth way is, of course, social. And I say social being passive because... Um, if you're going to run ads, it's very passive. You're not there. At the same time, it's a mix because I, I believe you should be active on social every single day. I believe it's been it's steroids to our workout in the sales world. You know, and I've had people, friends of mine who are, who are in the mortgage space, um, doing the money stuff, you know, working with some of the banks or being independents. And they will say, well, you know, I don't know. And I go, hold on a second. I've had this conversation in hockey. There's 15 of us standing around having uh, some water after the game, right? And we're, we're hanging out. We're doing our thing. And it's like, yeah, I don't use social. Well, dude, like you could stand here right now and tell 15 of us what you do for a living, but you could get onto Facebook or Insta or whatever you like, and you could tell thousands. Right now, there's all a rhyme and a reason to, and we don't have enough time to break down social today into the, the ins and outs of it. But again, leveraging that. And then the, the final one is websites. And it's, it's having that placeholder that when I go online, I can validate that you are who you said you were. And, and look, don't get me wrong either. Typically today, most people are going to Instagram, they're going to Facebook to check you out first, and then they go to your site, but your site needs to be there, right? So again, your seven ways are your in-person, your phone, your text, your direct mail, your email, your social, and your web. And now if you're doing that and you're active with all that stuff on a regular, consistent basis with the right group, we're now starting to change the way people think. Yeah, I love it. So let me ask you this, man. Like, so, you know, 
in, 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 in this industry, like just being real about it, and I don't want to put you on the spot, I don't put you on the spot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, programs, there's a lot of companies out there that are really good at like one thing, right? So they're like really good at the website piece, or they're really good at the um, uh, social media piece. But it seems like that, you know, some of the services you provide are, are you know, are really are kind of a few, several different things. So if a loan officer wanted to come to you and say, hey, man, I'm really good at a CRM and I'm really good at my website, but I'm not good at the social media or the direct mail, you know, do your kits allow them to just plug into the things that they need, right, to fill in the gaps uh, on the marketing side? Because even CRMs, like, man, there's a lot of LOs out there that don't have any CRMs at all, right? And, like, seems like you could really, like, clean that up for them. And then there's some that have really good CRMs. I know we're a big fan of, you know, whiteboard. Uh, CRM, but um, you know, but you seems like you have like a marketing piece that attaches to that. That you know, that regardless of what CRM that you're using, that you also have a marketing piece that they can connect to. So, share with us a little bit about that, and if that's something that you guys do. Yeah, no, great question there, uh, and thank you for asking that. I mean, I I would uh, say here on the show that between uh, Kits and Mindshare, they are two separate companies, and right. so they can go down in total separate roads. Um, you know, they do not need one or the other to survive. Uh, so, I mean, from, you know, what do we do really, really well? I would say to you on the kit's end of the world, where we started with was a, uh, a direct mail piece. And we actually, back in uh, just a couple of years ago, we won a global award for self-promotion marketing when it comes to our direct mail. And the reason that happened was... Um, we use technology called variable data publishing and just, you know, to keep it real basic and simple, when we talk about customization and personalization, we can customize the entire brand. So let's say you guys uh, are next level are sending out some pieces and I, I love the color schemes with the blue and the black and all that stuff. Very similar to what I'm rocking with Mindshare. So we use your branding, we use your logos, we use your information. We put this on this piece. But then by knowing your contacts and going further than a first name, last name, mailing address, but understanding the relationship you have together the house type that they live in, the ownership type that they have, the, uh, the holidays they celebrate. I mean, you know, we use a number of different variables to now change up and personalize each and every single piece of mail. So imagery to content to the way we're speaking to people will change. So the CTAs will change based on who that one contact record is in your database. So you might say, well, well like, what if I got 500 contact records? Cool. 500 unique messages to 500 unique people. Right. So that's where, I mean, and, and guys, I mean, you know, again, I don't say this to be brash, uh, but I have, you know, I know my competition. I've, I've looked around, you know, both north and south of the border. We are really the only ones mastering this stuff. Um, you know, I know Xerox comes to us. Uh, Canada Post comes to us. We've done some work with USPS for this stuff. You know, we've been recognized in the sense where we've taken mail to just a whole different level. Um, so that's where kits began, but I needed that database of yours. So we had this mailing list on steroids at a time and then it became, well, people are going to this CRM because, you know, it, you know, they need a full CRM. So we went and built CRM and then, you know, we integrated email marketing in there. So you don't have to plug in MailChimp, but you put the whole engine here with the analytics and everything else. And then it was like social media. So we started curating content for people and just putting that up. And then, you know, now we offer websites, cheap and cheery, but incredibly functional, you know, so the, the core though, to kits really is or was that direct mail piece and that can be taken on by anybody whether they use another crm system they can always plug in to use the direct mail and just have that go out if that's how simple they want it to keep it 
Right. Yeah. You know, but from maybe a mindshare if perspective. Wanted to reach out and connect with you, how would they do that? Uh, check me out. Go to mindshare101.com. Uh, from there, you can find everything about me, the podcast, the videos. You can connect with me on social media. Um, you can find out more about the kids program. Everything is there. Yeah. And just so, man, I've checked out your website and dude, it's, it's money. Like it's a really, yeah, thanks, bro. It's a really nice website. I like how you cool, got it laid out on there and very explanatory. It's got, a, it's got everything on there. So I'm going to keep looking at that. even for myself. What, what was, tell me again, what was the analytics that, that you said that, uh, that you were using in order to, to connect. Um, Say it again. You, you used a term before when you were saying like, yeah, sending 500 different pieces to 500 different people. What yeah. was uh, what was that analytics? That oh, you variable data publishing, VDP, variable data. And you can look that up. I mean, if you're doing direct mail um, and you're not, you're not using VDP, that is like using a flip phone in today's world. It'll make the call, but like really you're using a flip phone? It, does, it doesn't make sense. You can pick up a smartphone for the same price. And I have a smartphone. I mean, it's a phone these days, right? But you guys get the term. Yeah, yeah. Right? So VDP takes your messaging and makes it about 25% at minimum, 25% more effective. Because now, you know, Sean, I can speak to you like I know you. And Kenneth, I can speak to you like I know you. And the beautiful part is I'm not actually doing the work. These guys are doing it for me. I just get to call you and hang with you and podcast with you and social media with you and all that stuff and just the good <laughs> shit that we like to do together. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Awesome, yeah. David. We appreciate you being on here. Kenneth, man, any day that I get to hang out with you, whether it's in person, it's a win. on video. It's a win. And I at least know that I'm still breathing. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so friends, again, if you want to check us out and see when we're going to be close to you, or even better, when you can come and hang out at a cool spot with us, Go to loanofficerevents.com. Also, to get this podcast and many other pieces of free content that we have for you, text the words next level to 36260. That's next level as one word to 36260. And uh, you get to download our app as well, too. Kenneth, I'm, David, so, happy you, I'm so happy you remember the text code that you could remember those five numbers for, you know, for this podcast. Kenneth, the numbers Ken, Kenneth, I see you, David. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, bro. Yep. Y'all have a great day. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for having me on.